0: B movies and ebooks. I'm Craig Wade and I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And on this episode, we are covering Glorious, the new film on Shutter, and Man Fuck This House by Brian Asman. But before we get into that, back to you. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, um yeah, it's been a while since we had a podcast. Last time we were uh, I was sick and in, in this room, stuck isolating from my family mm-hmm. and yeah. And then we just uh took a 6 week break.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't you weren't sick the entire 6 weeks.
0: <laughs> no, no. I wasn't I was I was fine. I was just very very busy, but not. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. It's weird doing these at night.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz we usually do them like Sunday mornings. This is like quality content yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well we like to keep the audience knowing when we're recording right
1: yeah letting them letting them know when the when the sausage is made
0: yep yeah.
1: well uh
0: dude uh i'm trying to think all right so since last time i uh am <laughs> just sitting here scanning my thoughts of things that i've done um I got that free write. You got a free write traveler. I've been writing <laughs> a lot.
1: Yeah, how's yeah. that going?
0: So what? This Friday will be two weeks, right? I've done like mm-hmm. twelve thousand words. Nice. So that's good for me.
1: That's like over a hundred words a day. <laughs> Almost a thousand, but yeah, it is over a hundred. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said. Okay, yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Math.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, but
1: yeah, I'm, I am technically right.
0: Yeah, you, you definitely are. It is <laughs> a thousand is more than a hundred. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I watched. Um, there's uh,
1: what hundred scariest moments on Shudder. Have you been watching that? Mm-hmm. No, I have not. I have been watching the Scream movies. For some reason (laughs) you're rewatching screams. Yeah. And then also, uh, I know what you did last summer. Oh, so you're having random slashers.
0: Yeah. 90s WB
1: slashers. Pretty much. They're good. Um, I don't think I had ever seen scream four before. Oh really? It's not good. Well, no, no, no scream four is better
0: than scream three, but not quite as good as scream two and nowhere near as good as scream one. To I'd me, it would go not. one, two, five,
1: four, three. I'm <laughs> um, just kind of expecting you just go one, two, three.
0: No, you know what? I would actually <laughs> say
1: one, five, two, four, three. Really? Yeah,
0: it ranks way high on mine.
1: I didn't really like five. I know. I know.
0: Hmm.
1: But, but anyway, <laughs> you, what were you talking about? A shutter. Oh
0: nothing. Hundred scariest moments on Shudder. Like hundred I don't know. They're doing like, you know, five weeks or something where they talk one clip at a time. It's decent. Mm-hmm. Um that I rewatched the The Fly from
1: 1958.
0: Okay. Uh that man, that movie holds up. Even though the first like forty minutes are just kind of boring, but it holds up well. <laughs> um watch that. Been watching a lot of Sven I've been watching a bunch of old shit lately. Uh mm-hmm. Svengoole House on Haunted Hill. Rewatch that. That might be my favorite old non universal horror film. The House on Haunted Hill. Okay. So good. Yeah. So good. He's you and I think anything Vincent Price is in is just great. Yeah. But yeah. There's not a movie I can think of that wouldn't be better if it had you know, if it had Vincent Price in it. I'm just picturing him as both Romy and Michelle.
1: <laughs> For some reason I went uh as um whoa, what's your face from Titanic? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Move Rose. over Rose. <laughs> no, I don't think I will. That's like the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not even a good at all I've been surprised But yeah Yeah So I've been watching a bunch of the old stuff uh, Trying to think Oh the old movie from The old TV movie Gargoyles Only because it came on Sven gooly recently It was a made for TV movie About get this Gargoyles
1: <laughs> I was thinking the Uh Animated show, and I was like, there was a movie too.
0: Nah, this and I was, was about to
1: get real excited.
0: This was from the 70s. It, I'm not gonna say it was bad because it wasn't, it was fun,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but and I want to say that it was like Stan Winston, like one of his earliest works, which is just bizarre because I, I, for some reason, I thought he went all the way back to the
1: 60s, but mm, I mean, he's not like. I mean, he could have. <laughs> I don't know. But I no, gargoyles, gargoyles is his first makeup department credit. Huh. Yeah.
0: So, Ryan C. Thomas uh, was talking about battle, that. Or did battle for the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Ryan C. Thomas <laughs> was talking about that uh, Stuff of Nightmares, R.L. Stein comic. I uh-huh. Had no clue about that. Did
1: you? I thought we had talked about it. No I knew about it I thought like not on the show I thought we had just talked about it as friends (laughs) Well I can't replay those
0: conversations
1: (laughs) I guess it was One of of those things that I meant to talk to you about And then we got sidetracked by some other bullshit
0: I I like that he has done the opposite path of most authors Most authors get older And then they start writing, like, kids-friendly stuff. You know, they kind of soften down. But he's like, no, not only that, I'm making a Fear Street movie that was a kid's books. But I'm going to make it a hard R.
1: And then... (laughs) He's kind of adapting with the age of his his audience. I guess. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it. But at the same time, that disregards all the new Goosebumps fans that have been picked up.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, they've got... Hundreds of books they can read that are already goosebumps like they're already there That's true Eh, eh,
0: You know what I mean
1: Us diehard Stein fans need (laughs) New content Yeah,
0: that is true, it is October also Oh, that's interesting I I got a big ass nine and a half foot Werewolf in my front yard right now I know, And, and I'm upset You put pants on him Did I tell you that my neighbor Came over to help me and He was like, yeah, you know, like, cause it was a, it was a pain in the ass to put that thing together. I couldn't get one of the joints to fit. Right. And he, Mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, you know, I don't believe in Halloween and I don't think it's good. (laughs) And he's like lecturing me on it while putting this together. And I was just like, well, that's cool. This isn't going to go in your yard. (laughs) 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 I mean, super nice guy, but uh, I don't know, like. I was just like, I don't know, bud. Don't know what to tell you. Anyway, help me get this (laughs) (laughs) joint, this shoulder joint, together. But yeah, that that happened. But (laughs) oh well. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what else has been new? I guess nothing. You want to you want (laughs) to cover books?
1: (laughs) You want to cover books or movies first? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like every time we take these long hiatuses, I forget how to do this. <laughs> really? Ah, oh, man, this is this is me firing on all cylinders.
0: This is this is as good as it gets, this, bud. This is peak Craig. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, no, I guess we could talk Hocus Pocus two.
1: I the, saw that. Was it crap? Um. Kind of, you know, okay, so I, I have a kind of mixed feelings about that, right? Because I also, the day before, watched Hocus Pocus 1 again, and
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: probably the first time in, I don't know, 15 years I've probably seen that movie, mm-hmm. right? And they are, in in the first one, they are just straight up evil, mm-hmm. right? Like the witches, they're, the whole thing is they want to eat children, and, like, murder. <laughs> and that's yeah, it, like, basically the plot of the movie, <laughs> right? It, yeah, it wasn't
0: say? even that subtle of a like like entry to horror. It was a straight up just horror that happened to be re- rated
1: PG, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was like, you know, I mean, there it was it was funny, you know, it was a comedy. but like that was like literally the plot is they're mm-hmm. gonna eat some children. Mm-hmm. right and, and and they do it at the beginning and then um you know then they get like hung and they come back or whatever right or hanged mm-hmm. is what you're supposed to say right yeah yeah but so in the second one though they're very much treated like uh, you can tell the person who who like wrote it has some sort of nostalgia for the first one yeah right Because they're not treated as these, like, evil villains. It's almost like they're funny main characters. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, kind of disregards the the I'm-gonna-eat-all-the-children aspect of the first one. And it's, like, that's not even really mentioned. And they're just, like, there's even a point at the end, spoiler alert, where it gives you, like all this sympathy for them and stuff. And it turns them into like sympathetic characters and stuff. So they went and it's the just Freddy route. Are you jingling a bell? Uh, no, that is my cat oh. playing with a little feather thing. <laughs> okay. I thought you just had like, brought in.
0: like a freaking bell ringer in your other hand. <laughs>
1: uh, no, he brought in a toy to play with.
0: I mean, honestly, that happens know, though with with like very well respected, uh,
1: um, you know,
0: villains and movies.
1: Yeah, like. no, no, that's exactly what what I was thinking. Is like, you know, you get these where the villains become more popular, and so then obviously, as time goes by, you're gonna kind of unvillainize them. Have you <laughs> have you ever watched uh, Trick or Treat? The Um, like, a, when was Sam? Was it Sam? Right? I don't think I've ever actually seen
0: it. Okay. <laughs> no, no worries. I mean, it's uh, it's one that's like just everyone's, you know, like iconic Halloween movie, right? And so Sam yeah. has become iconic and almost lovable, but in the movie, yeah. he's not like he's not a, a good, <laughs> lovable character. He's like a murderous villain, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like an anthology where he kind of follows him around the town and then, and you know, when he's wearing the little burlap sack, he just kind of looks like a little kid. But, no, he yeah. pulls it off and he's just evil as shit and kills people with, like, just a sharp lollipop. Right? Yep. And so it kind of just reminds me of that because, like, everyone, the way that, even though that's only been one film, the way that it's revered, like, it's heavily revered. And it's like yeah. he's like, oh yeah, that's cute little Sam, you know, Sam Hain, spirit of Halloween, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, uh, he's not he's not at all uh, nice yeah. at all so, in the film.
1: So next stop would be children's cartoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but full, they do have toxic like Avenger.
0: They have like a a children's Halloween costume. I was trying to get my littlest kid. To do it, and she was like, "No, like she wants to be like a princess," and she's still mad that last year we made her didn't make her. However, we bought and heavily implied that she should be the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, she's still annoyed about that. That she's like, you know, was this two foot tall Marshmallow Man? I thought it was cute,
1: which is hilarious, though. By the way, that is yeah. She's, that was a good family
0: costume. Yeah, it was decent. But this year, she was, like, looking at princess costumes, and I was like, so stay puff it is. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Stay puff in a princess costume. Dude, did you have... Yeah. Oh, that is true. That would be awesome. Did you happen to watch My Best Friend's Exorcism on Amazon? I haven't
1: watched it because you and Aunt were... Not impressed.
0: Man, it wasn't good. And what sucks is it followed the beats of the book and the book worked worked so well. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was So what was it missing? I don't know. I think a lot of the inner you know, the inner dialogue and like all the the whole spirit of their friendship meant so much in the book and it pays off in the end that Mm -hmm. I didn't even make it to the end. I fell asleep and didn't even pick it back up, but I fell asleep like way over halfway. Like it wasn't like I watched five minutes. It was like, screw this, you know, Uh, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't, it did not work. Uh, Mm. Watch that. Watch Monsters. Mm -hmm. I know people are shitting all over it and I'm not going to say it's a good movie, but it wasn't as bad as people are shitting on it because the Monsters was always dumb. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. <clears throat> whereas the Adams family yeah. was, was witty and sharp witted with in just mm-hmm. extremely black comedy. The Munsters was always corny as shit.
1: Yeah. That was the whole deal. Yeah. Um, I did hear like one valid critic I mean, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know exactly how valid it is. Um, but it like, apparently it takes forever for them to get, Herman into like well no I'm saying like for them to like become the monsters like on in that house like and in in the US or whatever right it takes like 40 minutes before they even like move over Mm -hmm. right and and people were like well the funny thing about the monsters was you know they were the all-american family you know but they were just monsters Mm -hmm. and it just takes forever to get to that part of it -hmm. And so I heard, like, that could be a valid criticism. Yeah, for sure. Aside from whether or not, like, you know, whatever. But I I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um,
0: I mean, I'm not going to recommend it to anyone, but I, I think that it's getting a (laughs) lot of, a lot of unwarranted. Like, it's if you have kids and want to watch something Halloweeny, it's pretty much better than most of your options. Like, most kid-friendly Halloween movies kind of suck. Yeah. And this one's pretty not great, but worth. it's new. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Sherry Moon Zombie did good, I thought. You know, everybody, there is the running joke that if he makes a movie, she's going to be a main character because that's what's happened to every yeah. movie so far, and it's obvious that that's yeah. going to happen. And it was kind of a spit in the face for m- long-term Munsters fans that it, it, the whole bill was just his favorite people playing these parts. But she did a really good job at like uh, mimicking the mannerisms and kind of—I don't know—it mm-hmm. it, was—it was decent. But yeah, I would say a strong two out of five, though, if I'm being honest. <laughs> like, so mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh yeah, you can watch Hellraiser Friday? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else we got? Uh I didn't watch Sissy yet on Reddit, but people are buzzing about or on uh not Reddit, on Shutter. People are buzzing about that movie. And mm-hmm. I watched it. Either. Hadn't watched that. Didn't watch smile, uh but I heard from a friend of the show that it's decent but forgettable. And, okay. And that's about it. Yeah, I hadn't watched the Dahmer. You watch Dahmer?
1: I uh, I'm a few episodes in. I'm watching it with my wife and she's like we she's like please let's not shotgun this. <laughs> <laughs> Is it apparently it's a a little too much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it. I hear that it's very much more... It's good. I heard it's more like a American crime story than American horror story uh, in terms of tone. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I didn't... Uh, there but. is some definitely disturbing things in it. Because, I mean, I don't think you can get away from the disturbing things. Yeah, for sure. But,
0: yeah, that's all I got. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I figured oh, we'd so. actually go into it rather than just go into the stuff, the, the movies. But you want to do a movie or Wait. book first?
1: Um, what's
0: I don't I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll do Glorious first. So, we'll okay. be right back after this.
1: And we're back with Glorious, uh, directed by Rebecca McKendry. So here's the here's the synopsis. After a breakup, Wes ends up in a remote rest stop. He finds himself locked inside a bathroom with a mysterious figure speaking from an adjacent stall. Soon, Wes realizes he is involved in a situation more terrible than he could imagine. So... Yeah, it is straight up a Lovecraftian elder god talking to a guy through a glory hole for an hour. And it is amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And J.K. Simmons <laughs> is the, the voice of the elder god. And he does amazing. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine that uh, this would have been pulled off quite as well by any other voice actor, to be honest. It was
1: awesome. Uh, Keith David.
0: Yeah, he could do that, because he can kind of do anything and pull it off. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean... Speaking of gargoyles.
1: So, was he in that? <laughs> yeah, he was or, Goliath in gargoyles.
0: Oh, the TV show. I thought you were just yeah talking about that whole no, I'm, movie. No, I'm
1: still talking about the TV show. <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs> this is kind of a tangent, but... Uh, yeah, I we went to one of my friends or one of my wife's friends' houses a couple years back and she's someone that lives mm-hmm. out of town. So like we went over there and she's like, "Yeah, let's see what we have on our DVR." And she like 99 her DVR was almost filled up and it was all just Gargoyles episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What? It's a really good show." And We're like, "Yeah, but like all Gargoyles." It's <laughs> <laughs> it was just so unexpected you know but yeah so,
1: oh, it's so good <laughs> it is a good show though
0: yeah so this guy anyway, glorious <laughs> yeah so it not only is like a uh love lovecraft type monster it is a lovecraft monster did you know that
1: or elder god uh did- i mean like in the the one they actually picked yeah like no i just figured it was one that they made up that was very close to like you know just in the spirit
0: yeah i i thought that too until i'm literally reading this one summary right now and it said that mm-hmm. he was uh he was a crap i I lost it <laughs> maybe i just went mad may <laughs> imagine that <laughs> But no, it said that he was a, uh, Um, yeah, he's created by H.P. Lovecraft and Hazel Held. I see that. And so, yeah. So, anyway, he, uh, like. like the eons. So, he, in this, it really doesn't, well, I'm maybe being familiar with this particular character's backstory and you know, uh, original works could help, but even if you didn't know that, like, it's kind of... I hate to be like this, but most of Lovecraft stuff
1: is all kind of the same. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, well, the thing is, is, like, all of the, you know, great old ones and stuff like that are all just, like, so vague mm -hmm. most of the time, you know, um, that people... Like, I don't know. It, it's not not super. And some of them have like defined roles in things like Azathoth and stuff. But like most of the time, it's just some weird, incomprehensible monster, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason in the story. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like that's it. And and it's like some of them are reoccurring characters. Uh, some of them are like reoccurring characters, but they're a completely different character every time they show up. Yeah. You know, but on on purpose, you know, like Naharlatep is, like, always different. But that's, like, his thing. Yeah. You know, is that he's always different. He's, like, the master of disguise. Know, pretty much. Turtle, turtle. I'm pretty sure at one point he was yeah, the tur- giant turtle. <laughs> but... um, Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know if... It's Is it specifically important that you know which great old one this is? No. You know what I mean?
0: No. not. Uh, I mean, I didn't know until right now and didn't affect the story for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this was, you know, like we said, for the most part, it's just one guy talking to a voice. The monster or the elder God is not really shown for 99% of the movie. Like and the only Mm -hmm. you get glimpses every once in a while. And so like a a tentacle coming through a glory hole (laughs) and stuff. Um (laughs) it's also not as raunchy as as it may sound from this. Like it's not like a oh yeah. It's not a raunchy movie. It's more than anything kind of a psychological thriller comedy. But yeah, vaguely comedic. Like, it's not something that... I wouldn't lead with comedy. It just has some pretty funny moments in it. Yeah. And they all seem to be like... They all seem to be underscoring a scare or underscoring a tense moment. I don't know if you caught that. The comedic Mm -hmm. timing. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't funny except for when something was going to happen every time he'd be like, Wait, what? Like, the the Elder God would be like that.
1: So, I don't know, um but go ahead. I was gonna say, yeah, it's just basically uh, a, a, a guy talking to a disembodied voice for an you know basically an hour, and you know it's just sort of a lot of philosophical talk mm-hmm. sort of, and then um some incredible violence. <laughs> Yeah, but and then that's kind of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, but the thing is that I found interesting. I didn't find that it was going to be, or I didn't. I would expect, given that limited framework and everything, limited budget, that this would kind of drag it parts or, or let some of that shine through. And other than just mm-hmm. some kind of iffy CGI at times, mm-hmm. um. It was really well done. It didn't drag, it didn't bore me. Uh it was over yeah. before uh, I was like, "Oh man, I could have done a lot
1: more of that." <laughs> you know? Like Yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree. Um I I was basically like, you know, I don't want to say like edge on my seat, riveted or whatever, <laughs> but it was definitely like my full attention throughout the whole Movie because there was just something so compelling about um, this, you know, uh, unknown elder god trying to sort of understand humanity more by talking to some random guy in a rest stop bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. There was just something like so interesting about that, um, and so unique, honestly. Um, I mean, I guess you could say, yeah, there's been, like, fish out of water, you know, trying to understand mankind things before, like, K-Pax. Right? Or or something like that. I like to
0: think of that as a documentary. uh, Just about (laughs) Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind, that would be a
1: wholly different documentary, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Uh, Uh, What was the one with... uh, was Jeff Bridges had one, Starman, was that that was that, that one? Yeah. yeah, I never saw that. Uh, the, the only thing I remember from that is the yellow means go very fast, like for stoplights. <laughs> did, but,
0: did Bowie's songs tie, uh, tie in with the movie? There's a star man waiting in the sky. That actually, <laughs> that's
1: actually not a bad Bowie. Ah. It was better than
0: whatever the hell what what yeah. did I
1: try to do earlier? <laughs> Price. <laughs> Vincent Price. Vincent Price. It was way better than your Vincent mm-hmm. Price. Yeah. It's not quite Wolfman Jack, <laughs> but it's it's up there. Um Yeah, I don't remember. But I mean like so so this story like has kind of been done, you know, before, but similarly at least. Um but I don't know, it was just just something so interesting about it what i you what, know?
0: what i found really cool just kind of building on to just that what i found cool about this is like a lot of the humanity and the heroism of the movie came from this villain elder god right like mm-hmm. and he was rooting for humanity yeah. More than the you know, he was an
1: agent of destruction,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he basically just kind of like, Oh, by being exposed to you guys, yeah, the, uh, there's just so much, you know, so much to save, and all this stuff. And you weren't really sure the mm-hmm. entire mo- movie about anyone's motives because they kept they purposely kept, um, you know, both characters uh, vague enough that you were very aware that okay, both of these guys should be like unreliable characters, right? Like Yeah. Um mm-hmm. like the dude shows up, gets drunk at a rest stop and burns everything in his car. Uh
1: yeah, that he's living in. <laughs> yeah. And so you know that something is up.
0: Yeah, but that you know. said when when it does kind of turn on, you know, does the quote unquote twist, I, I still was like, "Huh, okay." Like it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, coming completely out of left field or anything like that. But at the same time, it was like, oh, okay, I saw something coming. This wasn't exactly what I thought was going to happen, but um, wasn't a far cry from
1: it. Still, kind of took me off guard. Yeah. So, yeah, you knew you knew something was up.
0: Yeah, you don't you know? show bits and pieces without a a big reveal, you know. <laughs> at least not in a horror movie. Yeah. If you did it in, like in a Wes Anderson movie or something like that, it'd be like something that people speculate about after. Like, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like this was just a well made could have been a play. You mm-hmm. know? Um mm-hmm. but a very well made movie. Um I didn't have a whole lot of negative to say about it.
1: Yeah? No, not at all. Um, I mean this. This was like, I don't know, so up my alley. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I, I went into it expecting. I'll be honest. I went into it expecting to really like it. Oh yeah, and I did. So,
0: <laughs> I I okay. So it got me on the trailer, and uh-huh. then. You know, like I mentioned before and how I've mentioned to you for multiple weeks in a row, like, shit's been busy and I just was like, I don't know what it is. I don't want to watch this movie. I don't want to mm-hmm. watch this movie. And I don't know why, because I was pumped before, but it was just like... Uh, I'm not really in the mood to watch some raunchy ass movie about you know (laughs) like it seemed like it was going to be like a raunchier type movie you know and and Uh just because the trailer was like that it's named glorious it's (laughs) you know there's a glory hole prevalent in the trailer and everything and so anyway it just seemed like it was going to be raunchy and I was pleasantly surprised not that like there's not a time and place for that uh, you know but at the same time yeah I mean We have watched Teen Ape.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is true.
0: Um, (laughs) But, you know, you kind of got to be in that kind of mood. And instead, I watched this straight up at 4.30 in the morning. I turned it on one day and was like, huh. All right, I like this. Like, It was really, really good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, I liked it better than I thought that I would. uh, But I had the opposite. Like I said, my expectations were really low. But I, Mm -hmm. I I really, really liked it. I felt like it was very well acted. And yeah. tightly made, given a very limited budget, um, there wasn't anything super amateur about any of it. Uh, not that. No, I don't know anything about this creative team behind it. Maybe they're the best people in the world, uh, but <laughs> you know, it, there's just nothing about it that
1: that felt lacking to me. It was mm-hmm. it was well made all around. I and, mean, honestly, though, you you feel like there's nothing about it that would scream. Hey, give me a good budget. Either no. you know what I mean? Like, this does not seem like the kind of film that would like really get funding. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. If you just were like, "Hey, I want to make a show where a guy talks to a to a old one in, in a in a bathroom." Yeah, you know what I mean. But, I kind of like that yeah. they didn't really fully explain why the bathroom.
0: <laughs> you know.
1: Just knew he was gonna be there.
0: Yeah, Uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, I have a lot of positive to say. Nothing really negative. Um, I don't, for whatever that's worth. So, so do you have anything negative about it?
1: Uh, No, honestly, I think it was great. Um, I mean. Yeah, I mean, and now that I'm thinking about it cuz like I don't really have anything negative to say. You know, you know what I mean? Like I came into here thinking, eh, four and a half, you know, but if there's if I really can't think of anything bad to say, is it a four and a half? I don't know, man. That's a you call. Am I going to give this a 5? That's a you call. Am I going to give this movie a 5? That's a you call. I think I am. All right. Boom. I'm going to go J K Simmons and the guy from true blood gets a five. Right, I get a two, <laughs> two out of five. No, I, w- I would say, I don't
0: know. <sighs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking four and a half, but you know, it was wholly original other than the fact that it was derivative characters. <laughs> um, but and that's uh, neither here nor there. They're in the public domain by now. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I am, too. Uh, a five out of five. <laughs> who, who would have thought?
1: Uh, here we are. Yeah. So, yeah. As five. far as... I, I just checked <clears throat> it out. Because, like, Rebecca McKendry is the director. Um, this is, like, her third full-length movie. Hmm. Just out of... Just saying. Um, one of them seems to be a Christmas-themed horror movie called All the Creatures Were Stirring. Oh, I've seen that. Um, One called Psycho Granny. (laughs) Wait. And then this one.
0: Hold on. I think I've seen both of those movies. (laughs) Uh, No, I didn't Uh, watch Psycho Granny. All the Creatures Were Stirring, I have seen that. It's with the boy, I think. Uh, With
1: the boy? That's a... (laughs) <laughs> I mean there's a child in w- it.
0: Maybe I haven't. <laughs> nah. Nah, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, so I have seen this one film that she did, you know, the one that we just yeah. talked about. Um no, yeah. Well, cool. 5 out of 5. Hey, you heard it first. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we'll be back with Man Fuck This House by Brian Asman. <laughs> All right, we're back. We are talking Man Fuck This House by Brian Asman. And I got the synopsis right here. Sabrina Haskins and her family have just moved into their dream home, a gorgeous craftsman in the rapidly growing southwestern city of Jackson Hill. Sabrina's a bored and disillusioned homemaker. Hal, a reverse mortgage salesman with a penchant for ill-timed sports analogies. Their two children, Damien and Michaela, are bright and precocious. At first glance, the house is perfect, but things aren't what they seem. Sabrina is hearing noises, seeing strange visions. Their neighbors are odd or absent. And Sabrina's already fraught relationship with her son is about to be tested in a way no parent could ever imagine. Because the Haskins family might be the newest owners of 4596 James Circle, they're far from its only residence. Or because while they're whatever, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) nailed
1: it. Yeah, it was a long one. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was a long one. And that kind of—I mean, I don't know—that's kind of that summary doesn't get into how odd and unique this book is.
1: Yeah, it is not a traditional haunted house story at all. No. Uh, even though it feels like it's gonna be Yeah You know what I mean
0: Yeah the first half Well I would say the
1: first I'll be honest The
0: first 20% of the book I was kinda like Oh god this is just gonna crawl isn't it And then it didn't <laughs> You know Cause yeah. like Hell House was like that Hell House uh, by Richard Matheson uh-huh. it, it crawled and crawled and crawled Until it didn't Right Yeah, I and loved I, Hell House I know you
1: did. I liked it. <laughs> I I honestly don't feel like this crawled. Um I think I think um what Okay, so the beginning, you know, is very much just Sabrina kind of alone in her house, right? Because mm-hmm. the kids and you know, the husband are off doing their own thing. She's very much the main character. But like I think um I don't know, it didn't it didn't seem to crawl for me. Like I really like his style of writing. Mhm. Um where it'll just go off on like I don't want to call them tangents because it's like all right. You you know how the really flowery writers mm-hmm. like you know, uh like Tolkien or someone will spend like a page, mm-hmm. you know, describing detail, important details about something, you know. Um, Asmund, in, in at least in this book, kind of does the same thing, but about unimportant details. I love that. Don't, that. that don't mm-hmm. matter at all to the plot or anything. <laughs> but they, they're, they're still kind of important because they're like, they flesh out the character. You know what I mean? It's like little stupid things that they might think about that have no bearing on what's going to happen or anything, but it helps you get in the mindset of the character more. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I loved it. Like, I, I feel like, you know, that was um, it, it It makes them so much more realistic, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I really liked how this felt like it was written in first person, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like a third person limited perspective mm-hmm. where like, uh, you know, each chapter would be from a different point of view mm-hmm. and the, their exposure to the house or their, the deteriorating mental state would be reflected. Yeah. And I love it when authors do that. Well, a book that did that fantastic was uh jonathan butcher's uh the what is it children under the garden or ch- shit
1: children in i think it's oh, yeah, that one had a weird one, then like garden was spelled weird, yeah, um yeah <laughs> we should we should cut out this space. <laughs>
0: But you know what I'm talking about? Whenever I I even mentioned on here, I was like, yeah, everything's, you know, it's all first person from a different point of view. And he, yeah, Children at the Bottom of the Garden. There it is. Man, that book was good. Very under read for for something that's like 700 pages. You know what I'm saying? Like, he poured a lot into it, and it looks like Mm -hmm. it has nine reviews on Amazon.
1: Maybe we're just ahead of the curve. Maybe you you were. You were way ahead of the curve with Womb. Yeah. Now look at that thing blowing up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that book was so good. It, it, womb, yeah.
0: too. Like, Womb was, you know, five out of five. And I feel like Children at the Bottom of the Garden was like a four and a half, or even. I don't, I don't think it's that
1: yeah, I, it, I remember it getting pretty high reviews from both of us, but I don't remember specific numbers,
0: but yeah, it, it, this did what that book did where it was written in third person, but it felt like first person. But that book, I, I even, when we were recapping it, Jonathan happened to listen to the podcast and he's like, this wasn't written in first person. That was third person, but that tells me I did it right. (laughs) And so I was like, wait, what? And I went back and I was like, holy shit, he's right. Um, but uh what? he's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i would hope so he just spent 600 pages writing it um but uh, yeah it, no this this was well written i like the how and kind of like what you said you know this is i think the third Asmund book that we've covered on here we did jailbroke we did this and we did uh i'm not even supposed to, be, even here supposed to be here today yeah um and honestly as time goes on, you know, I, I'm diehard clerks fan and I'm not even supposed to be here today. It was right up my alley. And then, then, uh, jailbroke was like, oh, this is totally way different. It's not as bizarro, but it's still kind of bizarre. It's kind of this, uh, speculative future. And it was so well done. And just really good, and I like that better than than I'm not even supposed to be here today. And then uh-huh. this one would kind of continue that upward pr- trajectory. At like hey, he's becoming someone that maybe I'll just blind buy books when he puts them out. Like there's not too many authors that I do that with, but yeah, uh, but yeah, like I think that this was so well written, and every one of his books seemed to be written in. As in kind of the way that uh, We were talking about with Grandpappy Patrick C. Harrison's recent book mm-hmm. uh, He It's like written almost So casually that it just flows Like yeah. you just This thing I read it in three sessions And yeah. they weren't very long session like the first one was like 20 minutes And then the other two were like a couple of hours each You know An mm-hmm. hour and a half each or something And it's not a long book it's like just under 200 pages Um, But yeah Yeah this is like It's so good It's so good
1: (laughs) Um, Uh, Go ahead Oh no you can go ahead No I was was saying like You know I agree with pretty much everything you just said Um, I do like How you know It starts off Feeling sort of like A traditional haunted house story or at least elements of that, but then you have like the subversion of the um, scary child trope, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but then it gets real bizarro at the end. Yeah, and and I was there for it, <laughs> like <laughs> you, you know, because because what you think are ghosts are revealed as something way more inventive. Um, and in, in just way more unique and I love the take he took. I don't want to spoil it, but it was not what I was expecting. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I don't know, su- super fresh, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I don't know. I, I really liked everything about this book. Um, Yeah.
0: I don't know yeah he he did uh you know, kind of like what you just said he took it it, it goes way into left field the last fifteen percent of the book <laughs> um but he pushed it right to the line of where it I would have just been like, oh man you've <laughs> you've gone too far, and it doesn't quite go too far where it it blows the believability or anything like that.
1: Like, yeah, everything still feels kind of grounded in this world he built. Yeah. You you know what I mean? It's still bizarro because, I mean, some of the concepts are is just downright insane. Um, But but it never feels like it's without a purpose, you know, or or like it couldn't actually happen in in the world that he's built. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just silly to be silly or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it, it, I don't know. It was it was just a a really fun take on that, and I was not expecting it at all.
0: <laughs> no, no, um, yeah, I, I think that he just uh, he has almost like tonally. It, I was trying to think of something that kind of matches this, and it feels a lot like the Drive In to me mm-hmm. by uh, Lansdale. Yeah, you know, uh, how the drive-in. You start at a drive-in, everything kind of seems normal, and then things just get weirder and weirder and weirder until it's just yeah. insane. Um, yeah, I loved it. I loved would- this book. Like, uh, I think I. You know, I don't typically go back and reread a bunch of books, and I'm not saying that I'm definitely going to. But uh, just because there's so many books, you know, and it's like, how am yeah. I not going to read this one for the first time? But I'm going to read this other one for the fifth time or whatever. Yeah, I haven't felt this strong about a book, uh, a, a book that we've covered since. Uh, uh, what is was it Carnivorous Lunar Activities? Mm-hmm. I love. Yeah, and 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 Max Booth uh, actually edited this book.
1: Yeah, I noticed that.
0: Yeah. So I wonder you know, uh Max Booth, he's another one who I will blind by everything he does. Uh that doesn't mean I've read them at all. There's some that I'm that unfortunately I've reread uh one of his books before uh actually reading another one of them for the first time. But yeah, he's he's just somebody that you know I I will blind buy his books because I've enjoyed everything that I've read by him, and uh, yeah, this this was just a great book. It's a solid book. It's it's got enough. It's not scary, but the first I don't know first sixty percent gets you into a creep factor that mm-hmm. a lot of effective haunted house books do. And then this kind of just throws it, tips it all on its head where it's not scary. I don't feel like there was anything that got under my skin by the end.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't really think anything of it was really that scary at all, except for maybe like the, the one scene with the dad. Um, but y- y- you know, cause a lot of the ghost stuff, especially at the beginning is like helpful. Like, it, like, makes her coffee and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But then it gets, you know, a little unhinged. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I To be honest, I don't even know if, like, I would consider this to be... I mean, it's light horror, if anything.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would consider it horror, but I would consider it more bizarro. Yeah but i don't know i mean it was it was just a cool book yeah <laughs> definitely so i don't i i don't want to spoil this book in any way but if you catch it uh you know i i believe it's on KU so if you're a Kindle Unlimited subscriber you know that's a free read for you and mm-hmm. uh i think it's on there i actually happened to get it At Barnes and Noble. They just happened to have one in stock. And I was like, I had a gift card for my birthday. And I was like, ah, all right. (laughs) And so I got it there, Um, which is cool because I think that he self published this or at least gone through uh, something called mutated media. But because it's an avatar of him, that leads me to uh, believe (laughs) that it's an imprint that he, you know, it's his own imprint. So, that's really cool that uh, he's got a self-published book in stores, you know, that you don't see that mm-hmm. super often unless yeah. it's something that's gone viral. And to an yeah. extent, this has. Uh, I know it went viral on TikTok. Uh, so. I mean, it has
1: a great title.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, this. the title uh, became a meme uh, immediately, you know, because... Mm-hmm. That's such a good Haunted House book title, too. Yeah. I, I did like the titular line in there. Um, yeah.
1: So, I actually highlighted it. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. yeah. He said the thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> the feathers of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of all these Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so. Oh my god and can we just talk real quick About the name of the Halloween store I forgot Forever Forever 31 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good Genius At first cause like you know he just says That he's going to forever 31 I thought it was just like a, a funny joke About forever 21 You know and it's just a different age But then it's like it's a Halloween store And I was like oh my god that's just <laughs> That's just genius
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I have no choice but to give this a five out of five. Two five
1: yeah, out I of five. Yeah, I think fives. I'm going to, too. Um, here's, here's, uh, you know, I wrote in my notes about, like, how he focuses on the most uh, absurd details of backstory. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, about, uh, a story that goes on for, like, a whole, like, half of a page, basically. And it's about how, um, Michaela, the daughter, had cried because the kids in her class voted to name the hamster after her. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes on to the story about the hamster for like a half a page. I love that. There's no reason for it, but it's like fantastic. And it makes reading it like kind of just so much fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said, I think it provides um, interesting insights into the characters that you would get more than just like Michaela was sad, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I have to go. Uh, I think I'm going to do a double five as well. Boom.
0: Well, not for the podcast that really gives fives. This, yeah, I'm not sure. Have we done two fives in an episode? Are we just? Are we just becoming? Uh, uh, less scathing in our old just,
1: age. Just, yeah. I don't know. Just more senile. You
0: know, you know <laughs> yeah. the monsters. It wasn't that great, but you know what? Five out of five, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. You know, it's just like, I feel like, you know, there's a, I don't know, there's a, it seems as though a lot of people who do reviews these days just kind of like, just do. Focus on the the bad parts of things because it's like clickbaity or whatever. Yeah, but I
0: don't know. So we're like we're what you, getting you, nicer. Yeah, we're choosing joy <laughs> as an act of resistance, right? Isn't that there what they you go, say? Punk rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when people get happy again, damn it, our scales will return. We're gonna be
1: we be so sad. He's <laughs> <laughs> so, gonna be like Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well i think we're on that i'm good till next time w- all right. and i think next episode should at least be spooky month be goosebumps yeah so yeah. hopefully we drop that before october 31st
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you then